1: Hey guys, welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall Podcast, about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala, and here's a few things. First off, I know too much about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but item number two, I'm here alone. It's July. We are starting a new bad pun theme month, and I don't think I'm going to tell you what it is yet because Kristen's not with me, and I want to reveal it to her as I reveal it to you guys for the very first time. But what I will do is I will keep with the theme. You won't know what the theme is. You can make your guesses as to what it's going to be. Obviously, it's not going to be the same as last year. It's not going to be foo-lie. It'll be something different. And your clue is that we are going to rerun our very first conversation about Duran Duran, from June 21st, 2019. So we're looking at more than three years ago. First time we talked about Duran Duran, that was with our friend Dave Schilling. And so that's going to be the first episode, the first installment of this new Bad Pun theme month. You don't know what it is, but it's a rerun of a Duran Duran episode. So think about that. Make your guesses, what could this theme month be? Also, I have COVID. So, the Chicago show that I had been promoting on this show on the 29th obviously did not happen. But uh, I hope to reschedule that soon. If you paid for a ticket, you will get reimbursed. But yeah, that's uh, that. Uh, We hope you enjoy this episode, and we'll be back with a brand new episode next week. So enjoy uh, Dave so I, you suggested Incubus and I was like interesting but I was thinking Duran Duran I think that was a better choice and by the, far the reason why I thought Duran Duran because it's a band that I wanted to talk about on this podcast and what I did was I sometimes will do this I'll go to Twitter and I'll see <laughs> oh yeah this anyone, is
0: Joe's research method Brilliant. is <laughs>
1: anyone that I follow have they tweeted about Duran Duran and we've got we've got a, a few nice. and we've, we've got one that has happened since I did this search from five days ago which is that uh Jason Bentley stepping down from Morning becomes eclectic on KCRW and Dave said hire me and I'll play mostly Duran Duran people will love it It's true <laughs> from May the only thing really holding me back is my love of Duran Duran also Dave <laughs> Oh weird okay yeah and then we've got two more I only sing Duran Duran at karaoke That's me too mm-hmm. Yep <laughs> and then here's the one that I thought this is this is why Dave has to talk about Duran Duran on the podcast this is from March 4th of this year Duran Duran is better than the Beatles <laughs> they're better they have more hit songs
2: <laughs> it's not true I do no, not, it's not think that you that. Are so are true. You are very very incorrect depends on how you define a hit <laughs> interesting I okay feel like, I feel like there's kind I, I of a still, way I that we all agreed. I mean
0: literally even just like songs period the Beatles probably still have more <laughs> regardless uh, of if you quite a few Duran a Duran
2: albums that came out that
1: no one bought so they are plenty of songs walk us through what Duran Duran means to you and, and why they're better than the Beatles are why you you uh, would like <laughs> to talk about them. I prefer them to the Beatles. Okay, there you go.
2: For whatever reason, I've always been fascinated by the 80s Okay, and 80s music. Mm-hmm. And Duran Duran was easily accessible because it was so popular. And I'm a big James Bond fan. Okay. And I think that was the, the first thing that really got me into oh, Duran Duran was to a, a kill.
3: to a Kill. A we to
2: Which is, I, I think,
1: probably top five best Bond think. songs. Yes. Yeah. And certainly one of the most popular. What do yeah. you think Arguably is the, the, most the most best? I mean, <laughs> people would best. say Skyfall.
0: Sky
2: Skyfall, Goldfinger. Oh, Skyfall I would is... say Goldfinger is probably the one that's the gold standard.
1: Oh,
3: Live Hello. and Let Die okay, wait, okay. is also
1: a great one. Oh, and that's that's that was the Bond yeah, theme. Yeah, that's an excellent one. That's, that's
0: a Bond theme. Yeah,
1: the, it's the movie. movie's called Live and Let Die.
0: Wow.
1: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 I mean, I know the song. It's very I mostly know the um, Guns N' Roses cover yeah.
1: of it. <laughs> what does it matter to
2: you?
0: You gotta yellow fella. Hey. It does not suck. Yeah. <laughs> give me some reggae. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, Goldeneye. Did Tina Turner do that one? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Skyfall was Adele. Right. Mm -hmm. View to a Kill Duran Duran. There were
1: some weird ones at the beginning of the Daniel Craig era where it was like. Who did
0: Octopussy? Did someone do. Is there an Octopussy? Octopussy. It's
2: called All Time High. It was by Rita Coolidge. We're an All Time High. We'll change all that's
1: gone before. But the early Daniel Craig, there's like uh, Alicia Keys and Jack White on a song, Another Way to Die. And Chris Cornell At the Nader of his powers I'd say You Know My Name
3: Oh wow Coldest blood through my You Know My Name, <laughs> name oh, wow. but people,
1: also, people like the Carly Simon one Yeah uh, Nobody That's one, one of better. my favorites too yeah. Nobody
0: Does It Better Yep Baby yeah. You're the Best Yep That's from, That's a James Bond theme It literally yeah. says
2: The Spy Who Loved Me In the song I do
0: not remember that mm-hmm. part That's I another karaoke thing Nobody does it better. Though sometimes I wish someone
1: would. I think the, the maybe the weirdest one is the one that Aha did, or the fact that Aha the Living daylights. Did, a, did a Bond song. And that's a Timothy Dalton one. Mm-hmm. Living Daylights. My Lights. Live that's My daylights. daylights. Pretty close,
0: guys. <laughs> is that it?
2: I think one of the reasons why they picked Aha uh-huh was because A View to a Kill was such a huge
1: success. It was the only James Bond oh. theme to ever top the Billboard charts. Yeah, America. so they were like, "Well, what's the next? What do we think as movie producers is the next Duran Duran? It's got to be uh-huh. Aha." <laughs> yeah, because they had a huge success with yeah. Take on Me. Okay, so that was kind of your entryway into Duran
2: Duran. Yeah, I uh, as a big James Bond guy, it was just a song I heard a lot, even mm-hmm. though it was a movie that I thought was pretty bad. And then I uh got into their back catalog from there. I listened to their greatest hits album a lot in college.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say they, they're oh. a great greatest hits band.
2: They're they're a perfect greatest hits band because they have some wonderful singles that are very catchy in a variety of different tempos and styles. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Wouldn't you say mostly upbeat though, yeah yeah?
2: Ordinary World, great ballad. Oh yeah.
0: yeah that's they, the nineties, right? It is yes. the nineties, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Yeah, that's, uh, I that. I think that was on the wedding album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, I mean they, that
0: song is a wedding album. It makes song. me cry.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's I mean, a beautiful song. You, you
1: reflect on your life. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
2: <laughs> that's what I'm gonna listen to when I drive it off the cliff, in my car. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Duran Duran is a uh, well they made their first Hall of Fame appearance. It was this year, because they inducted Roxy Music. Oh, Specifically, brilliant. Specifically, Simon Lebon and John Taylor gave the speech to the induct Roxy Music. dynamic
0: comedic duo.
1: They were, we were boring. <laughs> what? No. We, we thought they were going to be a lot of fun, because they have a reputation as being fun. And we had, we had talked to Kat Corbett from K-Rock, and she's like, oh, they're a blast. They're going to be so much fun. And they were like, kind of stiffly reading the teleprompter, and then at times reading each other's lines. Yeah. After
0: the person already said it. They repeated each other's jokes. It was pretty wild.
1: Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't the best. But yeah, it's like Duran Duran is now, I think because of that, because of their appearance, they're a part of the conversation, you know, and it also feels like, okay, if you're knocking off these popular bands from the 80s, you know, the Def Leppard was this year, Duran Duran feels like they might be next. They're the
2: most representative of a certain genre of like new romantic
1: synthy, new wave. Yeah, they are definitely on the Rushmore of new wave. I
0: remember when Carl Tart was on he was talking about how his dad knew a lot of Duran Duran songs because of MTV because mm-hmm. of watching MTV in the 80s and waiting for like a Prince or a Michael Jackson video to come on and then he had to watch a Duran Duran videos yeah. and White Snake and stuff yeah. like in the midst or whatever and I feel like too Duran Duran got very popular because of their look, their style, their music their videos. videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it was like a lot of babes, right? It was like oh, swimsuits yeah. the, and babes. The
2: Rio video specifically is just them on a boat and there's just ladies in bikinis
1: and they're wearing suits, of course. Yeah. They're fully clothed.
0: They're mm-hmm. like Miami Vice suits, right? Yes,
1: exactly. Yeah, that kind of uh, chic uh, 80s pastel ish.
0: Yeah.
2: I think um, image and music video aesthetic should be more important when you talk about putting someone in the rock and roll hall of fame because of the era in which they became successful. That was important.
1: Mm -hmm. MTV and Duran Duran was like a symbiotic relationship. Yeah, Like MTV helped break Duran Duran in America, but then also Duran Duran's videos, which they were making before MTV was a thing, helped to elevate the form of the music video, which then in turn helped MTV.
0: Elevate the form of the music video.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. I, to me it I will not back down.
0: Have I seen what? Hungry like, like, like the Yeah, wolf. they all have the face paint.
2: Yeah, it's the woman like, it's has the like face paint. They're on safari.
0: Yeah, I guess leave. to me, uh, I feel that it helps cement the aesthetic of a certain time, uh, a certain moment in time. But I don't necessarily feel that it. Elevated, like, do you feel that? I think
1: so. Because they, they were that... like the first ones to use film. At that point, a lot of music videos were just kind of on tape, and they kind of looked like junk. Yeah, and they were make. I mean, they were hiring filmmakers, and they were shooting like thirty five millimeter, and they were making stories and like the visuals. I do think they I absolutely mean, I, elevated like. Well,
0: what are some good? Because I mean, like, I can name a lot of music videos from that that era that had more of a like. Interesting thing I, I think I, When I think of a Duran Duran video I think of just Bikini clad women Dancing on things
1: I think if you revisited Hungry Like the Wolf In particular
0: And then what else?
1: The Rio video We've already sure. had the no Rio
0: Rio they're on a yacht And mm-hmm. there are women Dancing in bathing suits Yeah but it was cinematic In the way that they shot The beautiful
2: bathing <laughs> <David laughs> suits <sense. laughs> No,
0: you, think? Say, you know, it's like yeah. bad had a um a, a narrative. You know, um, well, bad is
1: much later. That was yeah. so. Was,
0: that's eighty eight.
1: You're right, and this and was, was like eighty four. I, I
2: think. You know, none of them really psych up the thriller directed by our friend John Land. John Landis, oh, father. <laughs> oh, geez, I don't know if you've heard a bit we, of his yeah. son. I know nothing. He's nothing problematic
0: about a Michael Jackson video directed
2: <laughs> by, by
1: John
0: Landis. Landis. Uh, but I mean, oh, I guess boy. I just. Didn't... I think
1: they were. I think the thing about Duran Duran is they were early. And groundbreaking... For that reason, because of what they were doing at the at the very beginning of yeah, the real videos from 1982.
0: I guess I'm just saying, like to me, there's nothing that groundbreaking about women being objectified. Like to me, like it just like that, like like for four minutes, like it's very fun and hot to look at. It's like a sexy, fun uh, again, thing again. I think like the, the way like... the
1: I mean, they were on location for Hungry Like the Wolf in Sri Lanka. I think no one was spending money. On, I think we're not
2: saying that artistically. People on a boat uh, in in dresses like the boat
1: one, and if we're just talking about Hungry Like the Wolf and I, I'm willing to put what all my year chips was on Hungry that one.
0: Like the Wolf, what year did Hungry Like the Wolf come out?
1: I think same year 82, 83. Yeah. If you watch it it's just the fact that they were shooting on location it wasn't just a band
0: Yeah I mean I see that I can and see that and like as a... walk
1: there's a shot of him walking out of like a swamp and his eyes are open and it's just, it's yeah, just things it's that, like that Rainbow. You, Yeah it's like Rambo. Yeah uh, it's Temple of doom e in the way that that uh, whole thing is it shot. It was directed
2: by uh, Russell. Russell mulcahy who directed um highlander right he, did, he also he directed a few the shadow yeah he was kind of like their go-to guy uh he did the videos for planet earth my own way lonely in your nightmare hungry like the wolf save a prayer rio night boat is there something i should know the reflex and one of my favorite duran duran songs wild boys sure
0: wild boys Wild Boys, wild boys. and T-shirted he did a bunch of the, Elton film, John uh, the lost voice yes
1: no no? I I, no no you're, I thinking, think you're of... thinking of the song Lost Boys
0: <laughs> I do know the Lost Boys song but I thought Wild Boys was featured oh, maybe no
2: no there's that really weird song with the uh, kids singing at the beginning of
0: Lost yeah. Boys yeah oh I know
1: yeah it's very haunting
0: it's very haunting that was a very good rendition if you knew uh-huh. what to look for well Dave
1: we've we've talked a lot about how it's kind of confusing and there's no real categories for inclusion into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame like how do you determine if someone is worthy well I'm nerd, and I've come up with a list of criteria. Fantastic! So we're going to go through the criteria for Duran Duran. Uh, first up, we have Critical Acclaim. Ooh, boy. Yeah, I don't know that I would call them... They're one of those bands that I think, over time, critics now look back at them to say they had some merit, but I don't think they were even close to being Critical Darlings. I think they were appreciated, but you know...
0: I think they were just, like, too popular. I think
1: they were too hot. Too let hot, me, let yeah. me run through a list of duran duran's
2: awards sure these
0: are literally good they're all billboard music awards i can see this not the true.
2: chart is coming through not true okay so in 1985 duran duran won an american music award for favorite group video artists pop rock band or duo are you gonna
0: say every single award i'm really <laughs> they gonna... did not
2: win oh uh yeah. in, in 1983 they were nominated for a bunch of Billboard Music Awards did not win
1: and i would say typically these uh awards are not given to critical darlings yeah you know these okay. are is the peoples
2: i'm going uh, um, there's more okay sure 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 they won best british music
1: video at the brit awards these
0: are music video awards we've already discussed that their music videos
1: are like yeah the some of their best two outfit.
2: grammys for best music video. Kidding.
0: Nope.
2: They were nominated for a Golden Globe. Now, how for many View VMA's did they win? Oh, only two.
0: Come on. <laughs> they were nominated. When did the VMA's start, though? I, they must not have. Star- Wait. And, and 1984. They in 1984. 1984, and they didn't win.
2: They lost for best editing for the Reflex, best stage performance for the Reflex,
0: hungry like the wolf didn't even make it
2: they did win a lifetime achievement award. So, I think what the point is is no. at the time, right, not critically acclaimed. Yeah. right, not. Yeah.
1: But so, now people see yes. what the, the benefit you, you of get them the were. value and you can look past their kind of teeny bopper image which I think really hurt them critically. How many Juno I mean obviously awards? they were very popular but like when you think about the fact that they were on the cover of like every magazine for teen girls f- for a stretch there like every single month. And they were, the, you know, the Fab Five. It was like, you pick which one is the dreamiest. Simon. Simon. <laughs>
0: get a clue. Are you kidding? I,
1: the,
2: I, we just
0: watched uh, Hungry Like the Wolf, and I was like, I get it. Yeah.
2: yeah, you, yeah. I a, mean, the
0: video is fine, but Simon LeBond.
2: He's a handsome guy. There's a point when these bands, Duran Duran or Adam Ant or, or AHA or whatever, they're supposed to do something classy. They're mm-hmm. supposed to make their Sergeant Pepper. Right There is a narrative To every music group Based on the template Of the Beatles Mm -hmm. Is You you can be a teeny bopper But at some point You have to make Your magnum opus And you you have to to show us Yeah you have to grow up Even Mm -hmm. though Gotta
0: show up and grow
2: up Baby Duran Duran were were Already adults They weren't teens They were teen idols But they weren't Children They were young But they weren't kids I don't know Like when I'm thinking About the Beatles How old Mm -hmm. were the Beatles During I want to say honestly It's comparable Okay,
1: so Simon LeBond. So me did tell you they ever show
0: up and grow up? Did they just No, refuse? they didn't. They said, I'm not going
2: to grow up. Their
1: evolution was more like, we'll, we'll make danceier, funkier music, but it was never like, oh, we're, we're sophisticated now.
2: Yeah, there wasn't like a serious album that they, that they put out.
0: Well, a thing I can tell you about their sex appeal is it remains today because when they did induct Ro- Roxy, is that who they inducted? Mm-hmm. When they inducted Roxy at the Rock Hall inductions this year some major wooing as they walked out on stage and someone yelling we We love you duran duran i thought they yelled
1: we love you duran duran oh he was 26 in 1984 okay fair enough yeah maybe i think some of them were younger i don't know at any rate i'm thinking more about like
2: if you were to consider the maturation of the backstreet boys or in sync Mm-hmm. They were, were much younger than, and 26. they were they were becoming men.
1: Yes, in in front of our very eyes. Own... Right.
0: Neither of those bands ever made a Sergeant Pepper, unless you. But consider,
2: they
1: all broke
0: up, unless you consider the album Celebrity by Ensign to be there. Sgt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pepper, which the,
2: mm, I might. <laughs> the boy band trajectory then became: make as many big records as you can, split up. And someone becomes George Michael, so, yeah, and someone becomes Andrew Ridgeley, yeah, or Robbie Williams, and the rest of. Take that,
0: take that, mm-hmm. which <laughs> is take that. The rest of take that. <laughs>
2: take that was kind of like the modern, like the '90s Duran Duran, in that they were very in the photogenic in the UK, big music videos. Mm-hmm. And... So
0: Duran Duran never split up. Did they never split up? No,
1: they not not they not never in split the way. Up, they... Never say die. Just I think part of why we've been able to go back and uh, really acknowledge the worth of Duran Duran is that they wrote their songs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They weren't prefabricated. They weren't a machine. They oh. they were writing. They were a band, you know, and they wrote their own songs and they played their own shit. And that there's merit to that. Obviously, the next category is classic albums. Now,
0: I heard their greatest hits album
1: is. <laughs> really yes, yeah, I think that is. I think that is definitely not in their favor. Yeah, I think if they have a classic album, it's Rio. Yep. Rio is uh, Was their second album That was kind of the one that So they wrote those words
0: Her name is Rio And she dances on the sand Can you
1: believe that uh... (laughs) If your name
2: was Rio Wouldn't you
1: (laughs) Do we think Duran Duran Shows up On the Rolling Stone 500 greatest albums No No you guys are correct. Yeah. There's no showing either on the songs or... But
0: no songs? No. I thought they might have a shot with songs. Yeah. And I thought it might be Hungry Like the Wolf.
1: Well, yeah. That's the next category. Iconic slash recognizable songs.
0: Let me see if I can name some Duran Duran songs.
1: Sure. And you know, I think to their credit, they have more recognizable songs than you would think at a, I I know glance. that they do. Yeah.
0: I mean, Rio...
1: So Hungry Like the Wolf, like you said, Hungry is like probably the wolf. their biggest, I would say.
0: Yes. Uh, the Reflex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about this. That James Bond wanted you to a kill. Yeah. Wild Boys. Sure. And then I mean, those are just ones we've talked about, and I'm. Yeah, uh,
1: and there's still so many more. So let's kind of go through it chronologically. I think their first like kind of iconic song that came from their first album is Girls on Film. Girls on film. Of girls on film. Uh, they wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, if you can imagine these young these young men came up with those lyrics, but Girls on Film is one I think that endures. And then when we get to the Rio album, that's when we have songs like "Hungry Like the Wolf," which I think that it's a incredible pop song. But that uh, combined with the music video made it a phenomenon at that time. Then the title track from Rio. I
2: need-
3: she dances on the sand. Just like that. River through a dusty land.
1: I think similar thing, that plus the music video. But I think those two songs are candidates for the best songs that they ever wrote. Oh, yeah. hold up a second. It's me, Joe, from the future slash the present. Are you enjoying this episode? It's from a while ago. Do we agree with everything that we're saying at this time? No, not anymore. But uh, it's a look into the past. It's a time capsule. And so we hope you're enjoying it. But now, you know we got to take a break. We'll be right back. Wow, what a break, huh? Are you enjoying the current day? Look at all the things we have that we didn't have back in uh, 2019. AirPods, I think. Maybe those are around. I don't remember. But uh, let's get back to the conversation, a rerun of our June twenty nineteen Duran Duran episode with Dave Showing. Enjoy. Also from Rio is a song Save a Prayer. Which is another ballad. I'll another save beautiful ball. <laughs> no. Don't say- And then then uh, another song that I don't, it's not maybe recognizable, but I think is one of their best songs. That's off of Rio's called The Chauffeur. How's mm.
0: this go? Driver, take me to a lady's house. The, the,
1: Jesus, <laughs> take the wheel is the, <laughs> the main the thing chorus thing. for The Chauffeur, I think is it's like synth riff.
2: Out on the top the glides are moving.
1: This almost sounds like it could be a James yeah, Bond song. This also
0: sounds like it could be like the theme to a horror film. At mm-hmm. this moment, I'm feeling very ominous. Yeah.
1: It's is the chauffeur,
0: chauffeur a killer? Is that the story of this song?
1: I haven't paid attention to the lyrics.
2: I was just going to say the lyrics to Duran Duran songs don't always register with me. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, the production is more exciting to me than the lyrics. There, there are some fine lyrics, yeah. but nothing where I
1: really get much of a meaning. Like yeah, some the, of their it's best. About what the is kind it? Of yeah. vibe and like it's party music? Whatever they're singing, I can, can probably guess. Usually about a woman, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But I think now that we're talking about it, you can kind of see why
2: people looked at this in the '80s and said this is shit And then uh, the song. Is there something I
1: should know? <laughs> they have an album called Seven and the Ragged Tiger which has Union of the Snake I've heard of that play it okay
0: This is The Reflex. Yeah, so the, the Reflex yeah. was also
1: in this album. Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. yeah. No. So obviously they were in that this.
0: That is the same song. The Reflex is a lonely child. She's
2: raised by the port. The
3: Reflex is in charge of finding treasure in the dark.
1: Yeah, and The Reflex uh was, oh, no. was mixed by <laughs> Nile Rodgers. Hell yeah. And this was when Nile Rodgers started to become kind of a a collaborator with them. Also on on Seven on the Ragged Tiger was a song called New Moon on Monday. Yeah, well, we oh, have. Yeah. They released Wild Boys after this. Wild Boys! Wild Boys. Never
3: lose it! Wild Boys, Wild Boys! Never chose this way! Wild Boys, Wild Boys! Never close your eyes! Wild Boys! Always!
1: And then, was then, that
0: an album as well?
1: That was. Wild Boys was, was a new track that they put on a live album. Whoa. Yeah. It was kind of a compilation thing. And then they did A View to a Kill, the James Bond song, mm-hmm. which is great.
3: Meeting you with a view to a kill.
1: Which I think A View to a Kill sounds a lot like Out of the Blue by Roxy Music. Mm. That's, mm-hmm. my, that's my little crackpot theory.
3: All your cares, now they see. More so far away.
1: Um, and then, when you get to the Not- notorious album, which is where they were really it was almost like now Rogers was a member of the band at this point because yeah, their guitarists- notorious
0: is like dang
1: yeah, their guitarist had left Andy Taylor and Roger Taylor, the uh, drummer, no relation. To either Andy, John, or, or James,
0: James, or the
1: other <laughs> or rock Tim. and roll drummer named Roger him? Taylor, you know, because uh, Queen's drummers also named Roger Taylor. Oh boy! But yeah, it was a three piece at that point. But then now Rogers was doing production and also playing guitar and stuff. So Notorious is a big one off of that album, also called Notorious. Not,
2: not, notorious, notorious. Ah!
1: Not, not, not- And then, you know, there's there, I would say there's nothing so a was lot notorious? of junk. What
0: what year did Notorious come out?
1: Late 80s? What is it? It came 80s? out in 1986. Yeah.
0: Not even barely
1: late. And then in Roudina. the 90s, I'd say their only huge song, recognizable song is Ordinary, Ordinary World.
3: World.
2: It might be one of
1: their best, if not their best, actual song. Yes, as a like structured song.
0: It is a really
1: good song. It's yeah. It's a against all odds that they were able to pull something out like that. In the What's 90s. weird yeah. is
0: that in this moment, the song that I like the best. Is that Union
1: of the Snake song.
0: I'm like, that's on Kick's It's funky. It's cool. I like it. I'm probably going to add it to a playlist. Good. And
1: maybe, I'd say this is an off chance, you would know the song Come Undone.
0: Oh, I do know that song. One of my least
1: favorites, got to say. Uh, Yeah,
0: that came out in the 90s as well. Yeah, I remember when it came out.
1: That was also on the wedding album with the Yeah, Wonder those Night are World. the two big tracks off the yeah. wedding album. So I think they do they do pretty well in this category. This is the category for them in terms of like recognizable yeah. songs. Yeah, more than you would think initially. They have a ton of, yep. of great singles. Next category is commercial success. I mean they forget Bang-a-rang. it. Sold they over a hundred million records. That's uh, they are up there among the greatest selling bands of all time. Which is crazy because you look
2: at their list of studio albums. Mm -hmm. The self-titled in 81, Rio, Seven and the Ragged Tiger, Notorious, and then the the wedding album, and then the rest of it is like... (laughs) I don't care Yeah I mean
1: like Was even that their
0: last album The one in the 90s No, no Oh my god They,
1: they, they put out an albums. album Four years ago
0: What and It's called
1: Paper Gods Uh uh-uh. uh 2015 2010 2007 2004 2097 There are uh, albums From all those years uh, Do
0: people still buy them
1: Well you know What's interesting Is the way Albums chart now is like Paper Gods went to number five in the UK, number ten in the US
0: because the people because no who one buy buys albums anymore. The, yeah. yeah, and yeah. it's like
1: the people who do buy albums are yeah. people who uh, are clinging is, to the these 80s. are legacy buys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know they had a run there for a while. You know Rio went two times platinum. Rio was so big that then their album before it started to sell well. <gasps> well they do that it was al- like one yeah, of those yeah. things. That yeah, been
0: with somebody else recently. Uh, a lot of people happens to a lot of people.
2: Paper. Um, what is it? Paper Gods.
1: Gods opened it number five on the uk album charts
0: I believe that Opened. the UK
1: yeah so then the next category is longevity so we're kind of talking about it they are an 80s band you know yep eighty one was the first album and then they made it into I mean surprisingly with the what wedding year album was the wedding
0: album ninety three okay that's, that's what it feels i mean like it's post
1: grunge so that's impressive yep that they were able to do that uh but and get and away with, with it. two
0: kind of ballad songs too Ordinary world and uh, and, come and come undone. Yeah, they had
1: to. They had to. But we'll try adapt a little bit. And,
2: and other we're... contemporaries of Duran Duran playing similar music, like Depeche Mode, went darker. Mm-hmm. Like, Depeche Mode got more industrial and aggressive and heroin cheeky. And, yeah, sad. And, and Yeah, and Duran Duran went, like, we're just going to make these fucking pop ballads.
1: Right, and lean into the dance thing a little bit. Yeah, yeah. well, imagine yeah. if
0: Duran Duran had tried to get dark... That's something we do not
1: want You would ju- It wouldn't ring true would it, be it would be embarrassing. We would
0: hate it It's, it's like, like Hootie and
2: the Blowfish's second album Come on guys <laughs> Did
0: they try to go um, dark?
1: Fairweather Johnson Fairweather Every Johnson. time
0: I look at you I go blind Is that no, from their second album? I don't
1: think so That's uh, oh. not even their song
0: Is that from a uh, um, That's from like the Friends soundtrack, soundtrack or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's literally
1: from the Friends soundtrack I
0: genuinely love a, that song I think the and... band was
1: called 50-50 or something That wow. originally wrote that song
0: Well what's wild is I I really love that song. Fairweather <laughs> Johnson. That's my favorite stupid song.
1: What was their song?
0: Uh,
2: yeah. Old Man and Me or something? I forget. No, that's a, <laughs> that is a. That uh, is a. Not a. Uh, that's a Magnum Marcos
1: song. Anyway. <laughs> uh, next category is Innovation Influence. Really, I think. The most innovative thing they did was probably the music videos. Although,
0: so you said that they were playing all their instruments and stuff, but mm-hmm. their compute, their they synth, sound synthie.
1: The guy named Nick Rhodes was a synth. He was a synth player. But they, uh, I feel like their influence is hard to measure because what they were doing was not cool very suddenly in the '90s. But I think it's come back around, and we've seen artists who grew up on them that have leaned into the dance pop since Well
0: and like dance pop became came back so hard again in the two thousands. Mm-hmm. Like indie dance pop, you know, kind of the like chick 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 era yeah, of
2: that was when I was the cool. Rapture, yeah. all of that stuff. I think that's part of why I became a fan is because I could see the continuum from Duran Duran to all of that when I was The
0: DFA in dance. college
2: and like at the height of trying to be cool. Yeah. It was like, oh, yeah, Duran Duran is just like that. Or the
1: Smiths are just like that. Well, you know who uh, you, you know who produced their 2007 album, Red Carpet Massacre? Nile Rodgers. Timbaland. Oh. What? I
2: think that was the last time they had like a big... Like release Sort of what, marketing blitz Was there blitz.
0: any song That they tried to Put out from Red Carpet Massacre
1: Oh I'm sure That they, they what,
0: Did they yeah. have a Nelly Furtado guest Verse on anything
1: Well you know who also Worked on that album With Timbaland Was Justin Miss Timberlake mm. oh,
0: okay. <laughs>
1: Timberlake loves Duran Duran And was yes, like he should. Wanting to He did vocals this. on Some of it did he No production. Interesting
2: I will say I did not Listen to any of this mm-hmm. I did Just it It didn't matter to me because it was contemporary, but
1: um I, I think mean, it, a song called Falling Down" looks like it was the single that they were trying to push off of this album. Should we listen to it? Yeah, yeah
2: so yeah, that sounds like a Justin Timberlake song, but with a worse singer, yeah, all
1: yeah. right. Next category, does my mom know who they are? Yes. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. That's, Not even a question. And that helps. Some of us, that's the most important category. Guys, it's time for the verdict. Should Duran Duran be in the Rockman Hall of Fame? Will they be in the Roll Hall of Fame? And if so, when? Kristen, we'll start with you. Wow.
0: I don't really care about Duran Duran. I <sighs> enjoyed this discussion and Sojourn down their career path. I think they're good. I like them. But mm-hmm. I, I don't think that... I don't know I don't think that they should be Honestly To me there are other bands That I'd rather see Get in before them But Will they be? I actually think yes Um, Because of the Them inducting Um, Roxy uh, Roxy And just cause like the stuff that we were saying Like a lot of their innovation for me Came from like you It's like music videos They're very of a time I don't I wouldn't be angry if they got in But I'm just like I don't need it You know Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think that they will get in And I think they'll get in And probably like within 10 years Mm -hmm. I, I could see it happening for them Because I imagine that we're going to get to a point where bands who love Duran Duran are going to be mad that they're not in if they are in. And Mm -hmm. that's why I think that they'll get in. okay.
2: I, I agree I agree with that sentiment to a point I think it will be around 10 years For them to get in um, Once some people have cycled out of the voting That maybe have lingering distaste For Duran Duran sure. I think they do deserve to go in Certainly I will side with you a little bit And say they're more deserving acts That deserve to go in first But you can't really look at it that way You have to look at it Do they deserve it? Do they have the resume? Eventually they'll get in or
1: not But they should get in it's not a, a hierarchy of you need to go in first and you need right, to go in no, after. Right, no, that, that is already out the window. Yeah. You know, like if, if we wanted everything to be in order, it's been fucked up. There's so many can. shocking omissions. Yeah, it's it's hard to hard to do that. Okay, I think they should get in. I think they have enough singles and that they kind of represented a time and those songs have endured and people know a lot of those songs. And Niall I, Rogers
2: being a part of the group and being such a big production yeah. guru on it means they're significant.
1: Mm-hmm. I think so. I think they were I think they were pretty great. I think Duran Duran will get into the Hall of Fame next year
0: whoa holy
1: Joe. shit not the fire next year for the 2020
0: prediction. i think they're
1: gonna get in next year it's a year.
0: dangerous game my friend and
1: if not next year very soon i think it's i think How it's long have right been around el- the corner eligible long so, long time. yeah right? they have been eligible since, since the mid-2000s so that Do
0: you think that their appearance
1: 2007 is just
0: like the harbinger
1: of the ran i think it's i think it could be an interesting thing because i could see Duran Duran Nine Inch Nails and Mott the Hoople all groups that were God. there at the induction ceremony this year Do you think
0: Mott the Hoople is going to get in
1: I don't know I can I... see them on the ballot but okay. wouldn't it be interesting and what would it kind of say if the three of those groups got in for 2020 it would be like oh just show up to a ceremony and then you'll get in the next year so, I don't know. We get to be Cheryl invited Crow to. was though, right? there. She didn't perform. <laughs> I know. But also, all three of those groups are... You can make a case for them being overdue. Nine Inch Nails, certainly. Yeah, I think so. No question about that. I think with Radiohead hey. and then, you know. But you, I think Duran Duran is really around the corner. If you think about, like, the kind of populist pick. And, like, they still draw. Yeah. They still yeah. really draw an audience. They're not uh, doing county fairs. They're still doing tours. Right. Yeah. So if you think about who's next in terms of those those really popular bands, and that we just had Bon Jovi and Def Leppard, I think Duran Duran can hold a candle to either of those bands easy. Yeah. And, you know, I think for a long time they were hot, you know, they were cute, and that fucked them. And no uh, guitars.
2: Not having the like, not playing guitars in the video made them seem like they
1: were something. Oh yeah, oh that's an interesting. I didn't think about that. Yeah, the fact that the even though a lot of those tracks have great guitar uh, sounds, nobody's and, doing any musical stuff, so right. they seem like they're just actors. They're cavorting. They're yeah. cavorting around. Yeah, yep. they're yeah. just
0: searching through the
1: jungle. All right. So let's say they get inducted. Which band members From Duran Duran Do they induct Is it just the, the Original five? five I think it has to be The, the original five. five Plus Nile. I think You could make A case For Warren Cucurulo Okay Who was The guitar player He like replaced Andy Taylor From Eighty nine to two thousand one, mm. so like late eighties throughout the entirety of the nineties, and he was like he wrote "Come Undone" was a track that he came up with, mm. you know. So he wasn't just like a hired gun; he was a part of the band, and he was like writing stuff. Put him
0: in, I don't care, put him in.
1: I feel like they will not do that because I think that they
2: want to just have those five guys on the stage. The visual, mm-hmm. it's the yeah. visual,
1: it's what it means. It's like this is and the is that classic do they all still lineup. play
0: together? Is that who's still? So
1: Andy Taylor's not in. The the group anymore a guy named dominic brown is the guitar player now and you wonder if they'll pull a reeves gabrell's and yeah. say put in our current guitarist even though he joined you know in 2007 or something right which he obviously should not be in with them because i hate to say it but duran duran was kind of finished by 2007 <laughs> yeah but maybe he'll just perform at the event <laughs> yeah but the, what happened with the cure is that robert smith that's what would have happened with this guy named reeves who joined the cure in 2012 and robert smith kind of put his foot down and said No, you give him a trophy and you induct him as part of the group. Even though he didn't play on an album. That's
2: ridiculous. So I wonder
1: if they'll do that, if if a precedent has been set, or they'll just, you know. Do you
0: think think Simon is going to put his foot down? Nope.
1: For for this dude? (laughs) Absolutely not. I think
2: he'll be like, thank you, finally. We've been waiting. Yeah. (laughs) I have my speech prepared.
1: So who inducts Duran Duran? Roxy
0: Music, Brian so Ferry.
1: I think that, yeah, that'd be very funny, just to flip it. I think now Rogers is a great uh That's a, good that's a great yeah. one. He'd give a great speech. He really loves them. You yeah, know, he that's was a great idea. kind of a member of the band. What about JT? Can you get JT to come? If that you can would get be... Justin
0: Timberlake, you've done a good job.
1: Now, he's, he's inducted people before, Who but it's been a induct? while. He inducted Madonna, and he inducted the OJs. What? Yeah. So he's shown up, but that was like back 2005, 2008. Yeah, he was
0: still looking for credibility back then.
1: But, you know, he loves Duran Duran. Like, who, maybe he'll show up for his boys. Who would be that guy or or gal that
2: represents that today that could say, I, you know, have followed that continuum? Yeah,
0: like Taylor Swift kind of thing. Like, who could do it for Duran Duran? The guy from uh, Micah uh, Maybe from, uh, Mark Ronson? Oh, that's a good Mark one. Ronson would be The thing about it on them is, and he loves them. I think that Mark Ronson is too British. Like I think he's big here but he's not as big cuz he's, you know what I mean? But like But they're
2: British, too. Yeah,
0: oh, of course, but like there is it is such an American. I guess to me Mark Ronson is not that is not a bigger draw than like any of the other names sure. we said. Yeah. He's more contemporary but like the kids don't go nuts for Mark Ronson. We get they like Sam his music. Smith?
1: You think anyone of that age, if especially from the UK, would care about Duran Duran, but I don't know what the if there is a connection there.
2: Yeah, it could be a generation too far. Mm-hmm. Pink, Pink,
0: Pink. Does she love Duran Duran?
1: For, I, it was on the Wikipedia. <laughs> she certainly like, had what do you an eighties influence. Yeah, they music. list like people who have said before that they're influenced by the oh. group, and that was one of the ones that stuck out. It's like, oh, she's very famous, and get
0: her to sing "Hungry Like the Wolf." Yeah, wouldn't you love to mm. see that? I think that yes. would be so good.
1: So, what uh, what songs do you think they would play? So they usually play three. Now it seems like they're playing four. Uh, or so. They, if they were inducted, they would headline. I think that... Yeah, yeah they would. They would well, the if end. they
0: were the populist... Yeah, because there's not going to be another populist band that would get on if they got inducted. Not to in, this
1: level, hopefully. I don't think. So they would... I would think you'd have to do Hungry Like the Wolf. Yep. Yeah. And then even though it's from the same album, I think you kind of got to do Rio too. Yep. Um, Ordinary
2: World, because it's a ballad, so you kind of have a come down. Mm-hmm. And then Notorious. You could find... I'm sure some hip hop act that could induct them too. Maybe I feel like oh, they could induct Duran Duran. Yeah, I feel like there's there's a subsection of black culture that respects them because of the funkiness of the, the songs funkiness
1: and the style and the Nile Rodgers of it all. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, Dave, I, thank you so much for coming you. on the podcast. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, I think we all learned something valuable.
2: Where can people find you online? I'm at. Uh, excuse me. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I am at Dave underscore Schilling on Twitter. Great. Check out um, all my Duran Duran
1: related tweets. There, Perfect. All five
0: yeah. of them. Maybe there'll be more by There's, the time this goes up.
1: There will be more. No doubt there will be more. Uh, and anything else you want to plug? Uh, no, not really. Just that. Hell yeah. yeah. I always feel uh, insignificant when I don't have more to plug, but <laughs> such is life. Find them online. Uh, and then we're at rockhallpod on Twitter rockhallpod at gmail.com send us a note we like that it makes us feel nice yes uh, if you want Maybe. Kristen to read it uh, say uh, that Kristen should read it subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts rate and review us five stars only we've gotten some reviews recently and it's been hell very yeah. nice
0: hell yeah oh cool yeah. I'll go check those out
1: uh, we want to thank Mike Lloyd for the logo Yusuke Kim for the music we want to thank uh, Pantheon Podcast for hosting us hell yeah thanks again Dave so much for doing this had a lot yeah, of fun won't. hashtag inductor and Duran. yes uh, whoa <laughs> why not Just do you stand Duran Duran? Do you love them? I think they're fine. Okay, and they're good. Like I think the the singles, you look at them, and it's like, oh. This is a fun party band, and I can get behind. Well, a band and they that's seem like
0: they would be played often on the type of radio stations that you enjoy—a Jack FM, a. a, a do they make it a K Earth? Do they make it onto classic rock radio at they all? They
1: don't. No, that's a no. weird distinction. New wave does not, is not part of classic rock. Yeah, but there you will says, be do some. Do the, the make new it onto wave. classic rock
0: radio at all? Okay, so no new Waves
1: If you count you two, steps for chicks, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> too much makeup. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks so much for listening again. I'm Joe Gazzola. I'm Chris and Sutter. And who cares
3: What about the rock call? The I need about three weeks of recovery, but the nurses is loving me, saying the best part of the day is my half, feeding me breakfast and giving me a sponge craft. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football